Welcome to Coming Along Nicely. We're two brothers, Rich and Tim, who recently went back to school. Every week, we're discussing one thing we're learning in our classes, and we want to invite you to come along with us. Now, why I went to Malone? I had a coupon. Uh, I got an email that said 10% off returning students, and it's really more of an investment in myself. Well, if I go and do something else, what if I'm wrong? It's kind of that thing where, like, when you get a new car, suddenly you start seeing them everywhere. No! It's gone? What a sad part of the story. So... We're talking okay, so we're both on break right now. So uh Woo. since it's also the new year and we're gonna be starting classes, you know, classes kind of start mid-January. We want to for this episode sort of just talk a little bit about uh why we both went to college, I think, why we went back, you know, a few years later, and also maybe why we picked the the degrees and the paths that we did. So this is sort of like a more meta episode, question mark? Yeah, there's we're not in school right now, so there's no there's nothing to talk about what we learned, you know? Yeah. I think that makes sense. But just to give you a warning, you know, if you're here for the the rigorous educational commentary, um, it's going to be more of a chill week, you know? So feel free to not, not pay attention as closely unless you're also in some sort of soul discovery part of your life, maybe – Maybe you'll be able to say, ah, I feel similar. It's uh, it's the break and I'm still reading Catch-22. The part of my brain, <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, yeah. It's, did you not have to finish it for school? I did. I didn't. I was supposed to, um, but I didn't finish it. And it's probably a good character trait. Or it probably benefits me in areas of my life that I it will bother me until I finish it. So mm-hmm. I've been just reading like a chapter a day still. Yeah, see, that's nice. I probably should do that. Um, but also, I just got my next textbook and read the syllabus for how much I have to read, and my brain goes, "Oh no, we're yeah. we're gonna not read then." Yeah, you were saying like. 130 pages a week. Yeah, just of the well, that's just of the DSM, which is like dense diagnostic material. So. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And then and then like Malone, which you go to a Christian school, too. So there's always like that. Oh, and here's a book that ties it into Christianity. Oh, right. Yeah, we were doing you know, maybe like 200 pages a week of C.S. Lewis, but that's just totally different. I could read it just in one sitting. It's not like uh, academic reading. So that'll be fun yeah. for you. Um, oh, it'll be so fun. So do so, you so fun. Do you want to go first or me or who wants um, to start? Good question. We can probably just like cut each other off, Um, but I I can start vaguely talking about something. Um, Hmm. Why did I go (laughs) back to school? That's a great. That's what podcasting is pretty much. That's vaguely talking about something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I think for me. I don't know. I think the reason why I went back to school um, I, I kind of wanted to do a career change, um, which was always weird. I didn't like to think about doing a career change because um, I loved my job. I was a middle school, essentially like a middle school youth pastor. Um, and I like I loved it. You know, I was in it for about 10 years. Um, and I think there was just a couple I, I started to not love my job, which was strange because I loved my job. Um, it just seemed as time went on, I think I became more focused and more aware of the parts of my job. I really liked, which was being with the kids, um, talking with parents and talking with my volunteers, but less in like a motivational leadership, like, Let's like go and do it and more like a, Hey, how's your life? 
hey, like, how's like, how's your soul doing? Um, and just more in that kind of sit down way. Uh, so I think a couple as I was kind of feeling this general sense of like unhappiness with my job while also being really scared of that because this was the career, you know, for me, I've wanted since I was in ninth grade. Um, so there's a lot of just like fear of like, well, if I go and do something else, what if I'm wrong? Uh, I had a couple people say stuff to me that really helped me. Really helped me open up to the idea of, hey, maybe counseling's a profession that I'm also geared towards and maybe even like, you know, uniquely gifted for. Um, I, I had somebody say. When they kind of just were seeing me in the room and listening to me teach, they they point out that I always tended to go after like the kids in the back of the room, like there's these two kids in the back of the room. And like, you know, I always just tend to go after them. Um, whereas like there's, you know, a bunch of other kids who are, you know, at church and like being at church. So like why spend so much energy going after the two kids in the back of the room who don't want to be there? Um, and I'm not trying to downplay that thinking at all because, you know, someone also has to pay. I, I think there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot to be said about the 70 kids that are in the room that want to be there or at least like lukewarm to the idea of church. And I think sometimes people can see the flashy misbehaving kids and be like, okay, those are the people I need to go after and miss the kids in the center of the room. Um, but I know for me specifically, I had a lot of my volunteers going after those kids. There was just something about me that made that statement feel really off. Um, not wrong for everyone, but maybe just wrong for me. Um, and then along with that, I had somebody else tell me that my volunteer team, like the volunteers I worked with and how our team felt is kind of like in a good way is like the island of misfit toys uh, less before Rudolph gets there. And we're all like sad and complaining and more like after Rudolph gets there and they all realize that they're quirky toys, but they can do cool stuff. Um, they defined my volunteer team as feeling that way. Um, and I took a lot that felt like a huge validation. Um, and that, that's what I loved about. Let me go ahead. So that if I'm not wrong, wasn't that somebody on the team who said that? Um, it was just someone who I worked with. It wasn't oh, a okay, volunteer no. themselves. Gotcha. But I think I mentioned it to a volunteer and they also were like, yeah, that, that seems right. Um, I guess I'm just saying like that you said this, but I'm just like clarifying that's not like an insult. That's like, hey, this is this is us. This is who we are kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I and I I love that. I love that my volunteers. You know, I I I I'm really bad at sales because <laughs> I feel really bad selling something to somebody. Yeah. Because um, if they really don't want it, I'm going to feel very shy about trying to make you want something. Um so I, I was really bad at the traditional volunteer pitch of like just going into just kind of cold calling people. And I've had to do that before where I've had to cold call people and ask them to volunteer. And I hated it, um, especially because I'm working with junior high students. So it's not like an easy sell. It's not like, hey, you know, that stage of life where kids are um, all over the place and they love you one day and hate you the other day. And they don't really want to talk to you. And they're also kind of awkward and they don't make sense to themselves, let alone to you. Do you want to come work with those kids? I love that, that age group of kids. Like I, I, I think that they remind me so much of like what life's all about. And I think like, if you can get a junior high kid to like open up to you and be willing to treat if you treat them as like an individual and not as a kid they will amaze you and teach you so much so i i love it it's a hard sell for other people to like be like hey you want to volunteer time you know every month to be with these students long way of saying um i i loved that most of my volunteer team 
were people that I kind of felt like weren't just my volunteers. Like I, I knew them. Like we we'd gone out and talked through stuff. I'd like been involved with their lives. I've seen some of them grow up. Um, so it was cool, you know, that we were all just kind of close like that. Um, that we all, none of us two were like felt super dynamic and super capable all on our own. We kind of all were awkward and shy, but we also all realized like my biggest pitch for people was like, Hey, I don't need you to come in and be a superstar who talks to 70 kids. I need you to be yourself and find the two kids who you get along with and just really be with them. So anyway, so those two things, um, feeling specifically called towards the kids in the back of the room and, um, feeling like, Hey, I naturally tend to help people more than just like, recruit them. Um, and even just some other things, what kind of, kind of helped me land in that counseling realm. Um, honestly, I think the thing that really made counseling itself stick out was I was reading, um, road back to you, which is an Enneagram based book. And I was reading about like my Enneagram type, which is a type nine. And it said that, they tend to be really good in like helps like help based fields like nursing or counseling or teaching. Um, and, you know, obviously I said I worked in a church. So spiritually, like spirituality is something that I take, you know, I take seriously. Uh, and that, and when I kind of read that, I remember counseling kind of just seeming to jump off the page um, has stuck in my heart. Uh, stuck in my head for a lot of days too. It was a very sticky, sticky concept. I talked to a friend of mine randomly or a friend of our parents who showed up at a coffee shop and just asked her point blank, like, Hey, you're a counselor. What's that like? And as she talked about it, once again, it just seemed to like, I don't know. It's like, um, if my soul was one of those really fancy wine glasses and you get like your finger wet and you kind of rub around the rim of it and it makes that resonating sound. That's kind of what it seemed like hearing about counseling would always make, it would give that my soul that effect. Mm. It would just seem to resonate really well. Um, so, so I just started Go ahead. Well, I guess I have a question. So, and sorry if I'm cutting you off, but you're fine. Were you like, did you make the decision to go to college with uh, the career in mind, like I guess I'm kind of asking like a cart and a horse question. Like, mm. was it you wanted to do mm-hmm. this career and so you decided to get the degree, or was it like you wanted to get a degree and you didn't necessarily know where you wanted to go yet? It's like a seventy thirty. Um. I went back to school because I wanted to go into counseling. Um, But even with me being in school, I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, Like people have asked like, Hey, you've worked with middle schoolers for 10 years. Do you want to do like adolescent counseling? And I'm like, yes, I think, but adult counseling sounds good. Or I could get a job at like a college campus or I could like, or, or there's some days where I know we had at work, somebody come in from like the strength finders group and do like a, like an assessment of the church and an assessment of the staff and helped people kind of understand each other and work through like their differences. And I'm like, man, that there are days where I'm like, that sounds cool as well. So I'm not exactly sure what exactly I'm doing with the degree, but. I know it's something in the counseling field and I know that no matter what specific counseling lens it is, it's something to do with counseling. So the first step is getting the degree and getting the practicum hours. Um, if that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that uh, it's, if you're going to do anything in that field at all, like it's better to have the uh, know how than not. 
you know, like there's some yeah. degrees that it's arguably you don't need to get it, but counseling isn't really one of you don't really just want to be winging it. Yeah, it's like one of the medical fields, right? Like I can't just show up at a hospital and be like, I want to help make people feel better. I uh, guess yeah. work. I guess I'm uh, saying even if you even if you are doing it in a way that's like not technically medical, like even if you found a mm-hmm. different job that like it's still better to have that training. Oh, then to not. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. So I think that with that, I kind of was going to school and working for a little bit um, just to see if the classes, you know, if, if the feeling felt true, you know, if once I was in school and paying for it, if it seemed like good stuff Um, and it did, I had, I think a semester, maybe a semester and a half while I was working and seemed like, yeah, this is something I really want to transition into. So I, um, Got out of the, got out of my last job, and because that was forty hours a week, and it was kind of work that followed you home, and I I didn't want to be working like that stressful of a job while also doing school. I didn't feel like it was fair to any of. I, I didn't feel like it was really fair to anybody because I'm actively transitioning out and feeling very like done. So I didn't want to stick around and be done just to get a paycheck to pay for my school. So um, just got out, got another job at a little coffee shop, cafe, um, doing school. And, you know, it's not been like happily ever after. And I love every single day of class. Like I legitimately love learning about my classes, but it is, it is work. It's not like I stopped, you know, going to work and was like, man, life's so much better. Life's life's better, but it's still, coming home and doing a lot of schoolwork and trying well, to pay my bills. And it's like a short term, you know, it's like a two year program. Right. So it's kind of one of those things that, Hey, this is like the step of, this is the time it takes to turn the ship. Yes. Yep. And I think I'll actually be done in 2024. Mm. So I think the beginning of 2024 is when I start my practicum hours. So I need to figure that that can either be I'm volunteering to get my time for that, or it could be like I find a place that I work at and I get hours and working there. Um, but I'll probably start working, worrying about that next semester is where I'll really start to try to, if I don't already have a job in that field, I'm kind of looking at some things right now. Um, then I'll, you know, have all that figured out. Does practicum but that's has to be that's kind of yeah does it have to be like uh when i picture counseling i do picture more of like the one-on-one a client sitting with their counselor so does the practicum mm-hmm. have to be with a place like that or you were saying you were just saying can it be more like a government or like uh social worker type scenario i think it I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't sat down, talked out specific details with my, um, wow. My school counselor essentially. Um, but I think it does have to be more, you specifically have to have supervision. I think it does have to be more in a one-on-one, but also group therapy can work towards it too. It kind of depends on what you're like. It's not like you have to go and get a specific type of, um, practicum hours, like doing specific things, you have to get a certain amount of hours of supervised counseling. So like one center might do it one way. Another center might do it another way because they have like specific populations they're serving. So that's where it's like, that's where it kind of becomes like, uh, I've been watching Harry Potter a lot with my girlfriend. So that's, that's where it's kind of like, you're deciding your house. If that makes sense. Like, like, am I going to go to Slytherin or am I, I going to go to Ravenclaw? Am I going to go to, you know, Hufflepuff? I'm going to be a wizard regardless. But, you know, that's where you kind of learn your essential flavors and skills. Specialty. Yeah, that's cool. But I know, too, I found some stuff. I can remember um, there was a family vacation that was probably really fun for the rest of you guys because uh, I was probably in a really moody, moody state uh, as we were at the beach. 
But there was one day I can remember writing down a couple stuff because I was just trying to figure out what what I wanted because um, I didn't like to think about that too much. I don't know why. Um, so I was kind of just walking, thinking about it, praying about it, trying to let some phrases sift down. Uh, and I remember I wrote down um, as I was moving towards being a counselor that I wanted to be a counselor. Um, I believe in the ability for God's power and love to be unleashed in a conversation. And then I'm okay with my impact in the world being small, but deep. Uh, if I'm impacting a crowd, that's cool, but I'm not going to go after a crowd. I'm more focused on like an individual. Um, and I was actually meeting with a student near the end of my time there, him and his family. Um, and I can remember his parents came to pick him up and were just like, hey, we like are just really impressed by how well, you know, our child gets along with you. And you really like he takes the stuff you're saying like really seriously. Um, and I had mentioned to them that I was taking some like counseling classes and thinking about being a counselor, but I was still unsure at that point. And I can just remember the dad who the dad was actually he was super cool, but the, the dad said like, well, Hey, not everyone's built to, to work with this age group and also to, to be a counselor. Like there's not a lot of like, you know, there's not a lot of counselors in the world. Um, and not that anybody can do what you're doing here, but you know, that might be an easier position to fill our family has seen that you really kind of have a gift for, for this. So like go after it. Um, and I, I even for years would say to all my volunteers, like don't downplay the fact that you might be having just a small conversation with a student and say something encouraging to them. And that might be the thing that they, that might be the phrase that they think about for like the next 10 years or the phrase they think about, you know, I referenced a couple of weeks ago, some throwaway statements that my high school teachers said to me and how, you know, as a 32 year old, I can still remember that. Um, when I talk about like God, the ability of God's love to like change something in a small conversation, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Like those things, you know, I've always made a big deal about how those things matter. So just kind of made it click, but that's, yeah. that's why I went back to school. <laughs> now, yeah, why I, I went to Malone, I had a coupon. Uh, I got an email that said 10% off returning students and students from Stark, Walsh, and Kent. And I said, can't turn down a coupon. <laughs> that's a uh, that's how they get you. Email marketing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was that I think that vacation was maybe the same one I was thinking about going back to school. If if the timeline is right, you're talking about down in Florida, was it? Yeah, was it Florida at that like duplex or condominium? Right. Yeah. Took the first day to fix my bike for like three hours. Oh yeah. Yeah, which side note, that place is gone now because the storm. No. Yeah. It's gone? Yeah. Like what is what is what a sad part of the story. Mom and dad were gonna go there again this year, and the not the not Ian, but I think Nicole maybe was the storm afterwards. It blew through. I don't even think that one was a hurricane. It might. I don't know. But regardless, they were like packing up to drive down and got the email that like, hey, the roof is gone. So we're going to refund you. Hmm. And it still hasn't opened up. It looks like it. When I'm when I head back down, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try. Do you think they're repairing it or are they just is it just. They demolish it. Like, what do you think happens? Well, does insurance cover that? I would think insurance to some extent has to pay out, but the, the website and just everything about it online, there's no wording like, Hey, we're closed, but we'll get back to you. And we're excited about blah, blah, blah. It's just like, Hey, we're temporarily closed. So who knows what their plan is, but yeah, let's say, uh, I like that place. I've got good memories there. So, yeah, it was fun. 
It was perfect little getaway spot. Yeah. So we should buy it. Right. Renovate it. I will. I can't pretend that the thought didn't cross my mind, but I don't have the money. Mm, Also true. But what about you? Why? uh, Why? Why? English degree? Why go back to school? I mean, we've both talked before about how we, you know, I got my undergrad 10 years ago. You probably went to a couple college classes, what, seven or eight years ago? Uh, probably more than that at this point. I did. So I did post-secondary during my senior year. So my whole senior year of high school, I didn't step foot in the high school. I just went actually to Malone. And did classes there. Which you always liked, right? You were kind of done with high school. I, yeah, it's it's hard to describe because I didn't hate school the way that some kids hate school. I actually, at the end of the summer, would always get excited to go back. And I liked having stuff to do, yada, yada. But I was just like, I think at that time, I was just ready to like grow up. You know, I was tired mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm uh the routine of it all or i i don't even know um so yeah when i graduated i was trying to find any way to not go to college um which i didn't and so then i think it was over like the summer of 2020 or somewhere around 2020 i had been listening to a bunch of podcasts and reading a bunch. And there were a few people who I was listening to in particular who were just like a breath of fresh air to listen to sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. they were writing about things that were questions I had and all of this sort of thing. And both of these people who I'm thinking of were uh, very highly educated and it wasn't like a real conscious thought, but just the part of me that sort of daydreams, I would start to think like, huh, I wonder if I was getting my master's or my doctorate or whatever, I wonder what I would get it in. And Mm. I think at some point it kind of just hit me like, well, I don't even have a bachelor's degree. So maybe that is the first step. Uh, Good point. And at that same time, too, I had, you know, like I said, I was reading a lot. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and stuff. I realized that I really loved to learn and I didn't love homework or the way I thought of school in high school, but I did really love learning. And that was the other part of the decision is for me, I was like, okay, well, I can listen to all these educational things. I can read however many books at the end of the day, there's no reward for that. And maybe it's dumb to do it for a reward, but I was like, I could reward meaning like you're self-educating, but that doesn't besides being able to write down. I wrote this book or I read this book. Yeah. Kind of like tangible reward. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to go to college for the credentials, but at the same time, It was kind of like, okay, I can put in this many hours a week and say I listen to podcasts or I can put in this many hours a week and say I've got a degree in X. And that just kind of seemed like in a in a practical. Like I like I said, I wasn't doing it just to get the credential, but it was like this seems like the more adult way to learn. Like it seems like something I want Mm. to do. And so anyway. Um, I started going to school online and it was just like a real cheap program for me. I I guess that's kind of why I asked that question. I asked you earlier is like, I didn't really know what I was wanting to do it for, but I was like, I'm just going to get a bachelor's degree under my belt and figure it out by the time I get to my master's. And so that was a ministry degree and I was enjoying it. But around the same time for me, so I was working in communications and writing a bunch of, uh, you know, social media captions and emails and stuff like that. 
And I kind of got to a point where uh, I realized, like, everybody tells me I'm really good at writing. I don't want to write stuff that you see it on Instagram and you scroll past it and never think about it again. Like, Mm. so I started thinking about I want to I want to do stuff that will mean stuff will mean something to people, you know, if I'm going to if I'm good at it and if I'm going to be putting time into it, I might as well put it into things that you can like put on the shelf, so to speak, and like come back to over time and like still appreciate it. Uh, like certain novels or music and that sort of thing. And so I think that eventually those thoughts sort of converged together And I realized that I was getting the ministry degree just because it seemed like obvious and like that's sort of what I was working in. And excuse me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I kind of just realized like at the deepest gut level, I was like, if I could just start from scratch today, I think I would get an English degree. And so it was one of those things where I was like, okay, well, if that's what I would do starting from scratch. Uh, I kind of just knew that that was, was it, so to speak. Hmm. Which that's an interesting way of looking at too, is like, if I could just start from scratch. Um, cause I do think a lot of people like we are in a unique circumstance. Like the two of us, we're both single. Um, you know, we both have like a decent, we both had like decent jobs that have let us kind of save a little bit. Um, we're not like putting a kid through school. We're not like, so I mean, we both have house payments, so we're not like rolling in <laughs> expendable income. Um, but I think we kind of do have a little bit. There's not someone like depending on us to go and get certain benefits and do stuff like that. Um, So for us, I think we were kind of able to both say like, well, if I could start over square one, what would I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, too, by that point, because like I said, I had one year under my belt from Malone doing post-secondary in high school. And by this point that I was thinking about all this, I had another year under my belt from doing this online degree I was talking about. And so in my head, it was like, okay, I could take a year and a half or two years and get the degree I want. P.S. I could live in Florida for those two years and financially I can handle it like you were saying. So it was not a. uh, It's probably not the path everybody should take. I always kind of tell people like I'm I've got no regrets about not going to college and I've also got no regrets about going now, going back. Yeah. Both both have worked for me. I'm not somebody, you know, some people are in the camp of like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be a failure if you don't go when you're 17 years old. And other people are in the camp of like, you know, crusading and making sure that nobody goes to college. You know, I'm not really in either one of those camps. I'm happy with with my decisions. Um And the other thing, too, about English for me is it's so broad, like English is kind of the degree that people always make fun of, like, oh, you're going to spend this much money to get an English degree. And then when you get out, what do you do with it? Uh, The classic liberal arts degree. Yeah, but I think for me, it works. And I think that I was old enough to be able to make the. Like to weigh the pros and cons. uh with a little bit more perspective, like I, I would, you know, I'm not going to encourage all like 18 year olds to go to like an Ivy league school and get an English degree. If you know, that's not necessarily what they should do. But for me, if they're not like sold on it. Yeah. I think that English is kind of like the Swiss army knife and it's really more of an investment in myself. And I want to do things independently and kind of carve out my own path. And so it makes sense for me. But I also know people who were the 18 year old who just got an English degree because they didn't 
know anything else they wanted to do. And then they graduated. And yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not a degree that's going to tell you what jobs to apply for or what path to take. Mm. So for me, it makes Whereas, sense. Whereas like with counseling, it's like, right. It's more of a pipeline. Like, exactly. I want to be a counselor. I've got to go through the school pipeline. English, it's like, cool, you've got the degree now. Yeah, it's like pipeline is a great. There is no pipeline. But if you, you know, I know what I want to do, and I think the degree is going to help me do that. So for me, it's a plus. But uh, yeah. Any idea what you want to do? Uh, Yeah, well, I want to do... Um, I mean, I, I want to write essentially. And so I've got the substat going, building that up. Um, I think that if you think of it, so there's only so much long-term planning you can do, right? Cause it's the whole thing where like five or 10 years down the line, there might be something that I never would have thought of now, but kind of my idea is that the substack is like the center of the wheel, so to speak. That's like my home base is writing weekly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are other things that kind of are the spokes that go out. And that might be, uh, you know, this podcast and music and this and that, and even different like business ideas, but having the one thing that's like my home base. And then I want to write books too. So I'm like halfway through with the first uh, scripting it out and then what's your first book is it, it the the ambulance yeah it's the novel so Good. i'm gonna finish that this semester start shopping it out uh for a publisher and then we'll go from there but that's so that's sort of like this is where the business strategy comes in is like substack if that is my home base and that's like paying the bills, then I can take the time it'll take to shop out a novel and uh, not be relying on a yes to like put food on the table. It's like the book deal will be above and beyond, uh, but I won't be desperate for it, which I think is a good position to be in. So, okay, here's a quick question then. Why not? Why not? You've said business a couple times. Why not business? Why English over a business degree? I think because I want to do things individually and not. I think that was something I realized over time is like I can work with like a team and and like a big organization and stuff. And it maybe it's like 51% to 49, but even just the small difference of that 2%, it's like, I would rather, I just really want to kind of carve out an independent path. Uh, like I want to own my rights to everything and be able to kind of do what I want when I want. And I do the way I picture it. I do think I might have like a small team in the future, but I just didn't want to go through all of the things that business entails like management and I don't want to oversee a bunch of people and worry about a bunch of stuff. Uh, I kind of just want to let, I mean, going back to what I said, I kind of want to be able to like create works that resonate with people and that's it. Hmm. Okay. Any, since you've been going back to school, I guess a little longer, yeah, longer than I have, what, what's that change been like? Has has the momentum changed? Is it still like, is it less like a lighthouse beacon? This is what I want to do. I want to move towards this. Like, that's how it kind of was for me at first. I guess let me let me say how it was for me before I ask the question. For me, it was like chime, like gong sound, lighthouse. This is what I want to move towards. And then as I started moving towards it and going to school, I think the luster of that like calling realization moment 
wore off and now it's just more every day. Um, I still know it's what I want to do. It's just more typical now. It's less special, that change. Um, and there's times where I can think, feeling that way, I can think, am I doing the right thing? Do I still want to do this? But then I can reflect and know I do. Do you feel similar with English or is that like a different, are you holding something different for you? Well, I don't know if that question even makes sense. Uh, I think that for me, I, this might be a surprise to some people because I am pretty strategic or I like to break things down and analyze them. But with this decision, at the beginning, I didn't really have a strategy. Um, it was kind of like I said, I just had this really strong intuition that English was the path I wanted to be on, and I had no idea what to do with it. But I I just kind of took a bet on uh on it. And I remember telling mom and dad, because like I'm I'm in my 20s, I'm like, worst case scenario. I have got a house and I've got a college degree. Like people get in much worse messes in their twenties than, than my worst case scenario at this point. So I was just kind of willing to take the gamble and I'm not answering your question directly, but I'm going to get there. So no, you're fine. I, I started down the degree path without really knowing exactly what I wanted to do with it. And then moving down, uh, I just kept seeing over and over and over people doing independent media stuff, whether it be in the Christian world or in the entertainment world or writing or, uh, you know, a long list of things. It's kind of that thing where like when you get a new car, suddenly you start seeing them everywhere. It was kind of like that. Like I just I was realizing how much of what I take in is independent media and I kept listening to the things people were saying of like what it took them to do it and the business of it and how long it took them to succeed and all this kind of stuff. And I kind of just got to a point where I was like, do I think I can do that or not? And there's no knowing, but like, I believe I can do it. And so I kind of just committed to, okay, I'm going to take the time to like make this work that was like the first decision. And then uh, it's sort of refined over a couple of the different classes I've been in. Like, I think my first semester, I was in African-American literature and uh, mm-hmm. being like a entirely white guy. My takeaway from that class was uh, like, I, this is actually what I wrote my final paper on is the writing environment and all of these like notable names who we consider like the great African-American writers through like, you know, American history. They like, I I would be sitting in class and be struck by the fact that like, they just did it like Nike style. Like Mm. these are people who literally some of them were currently slaves. Some of them were formerly slaves, but not that, it wasn't that long ago. And, and in any case, a lot of them were in just very like uphill battles, but they just like wrote and put it out into the world and hoped that yeah. it worked. And so I think that actually was like the new paradigm for me. Cause I had come from a place where, you know, you go from high school, I got hired into a job. I really liked at 17 and then kind of just got promoted a few times. It was always sort of like the steps were really obvious and kind of like right in front of me. And so I think that was the paradigm sh- paradigm shift for me was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to know whether this is going to work or not other than just doing it and doing it. We'll see. <laughs> no, because I know that that was kind of the thing for me in counseling, too, is it took so long for me to even go back to school. Cause like I, I have to essentially pay to get into this career, um, pay, pay a lot, you know, to get into this career. And I think I was so nervous about 
because it was either this or education. Like for a while, I've been like, what, what do I want to do? And I always felt like the stuff I wanted to do, I needed more education to do it. And I was so nervous because I wanted like a surety or a surety. Maybe I need more education. <laughs> I wanted more assurance. I, I didn't, I would, I was wanting, you know, I, I would, I was preferring to put up with not that kind of like grind against the soul than like the risk of my bank account and security to go and try something else. Um, until eventually it just was like, I'm, I'm never going to know if it's going to work out until I at least go and try. But I bet that if I go and try, I'll be able to figure something out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, kind of going back to the regular theme of this podcast or the regular theme that I bring up at least of like stories and heroes and stuff. That's the kind of decision the kind of decision we're both talking about is the kind of thing that you like admire when other people do it, but that when you're the one doing it, it feels completely different. Uh, <laughs> feels stupid and scary. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sitting in a classroom as like a 27 year old with people who are all younger than you. It is like humbling. I think that, I somewhere saw one of those like really corny TikToks, like an inspirational grind set sort of thing, but it actually is really good. It was talking about, uh, what is it? So if you're thinking about not doing something because you're too old, I think it actually might've been okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually about going back to college. I think it was like, if you're thinking about not going back to college because you're this age and in four years, you're going to be that age. It said in four years, you're still going to be that age. And that was like mm -hmm. a, one of those things. I was like, Oh yeah, that's kind of right. Like I'm going to be older no matter what. So it's a question of if I'm older doing the things I want to do or not. And that's the thing. I think that was the thing for me, too, is being able to look around to other people who have recently made career changes and be able to say, well, they're older than me. And they have a kid and they have, you know, a wife and they've got more to risk by changing careers, but they did it. And I don't see them as I don't think that they've taken some huge risk. To me, it's just they shifted careers. So kind of like if they can do it, I can do it. And the longer for for me, the longer I continue to to worry about it and wait for some kind of assurance, which for me, the only assurance I could have is someone with like a crystal ball coming and like showing me the future. Right. Or like God knocking me out and taking me on some sort of time travel adventure like i'm not going to get the assurance so the longer i wait for it you know am i going to be am i going to be 35 when i start being a counselor am i going to be 36 am i going to be 37 am i going to be 40 like there becomes a certain time where i don't want to be there are people who are doing it but i know for me i didn't want to be 40 and be learning and taking my practicum hours i'd rather be 35 and feel like I still have more to learn and more to wiggle around in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we both, uh, you know, got good starts early ish on too. you know, some people don't get into their first job until like my age, you know, whereas we both true had jobs. So it was kind of like the, the fact that we had it good early on, like almost makes it harder to leave, but that's not necessarily, I don't know. I'm getting into this analogy. That's kind of all about based in comparison. So maybe it's not the best way to look at it. Um, but yeah, I do think it's, it's interesting that we both, cause you and I didn't like talk so much about it. I think either of us until we made, our decisions, even though we 
Like mm-hmm. we did both talk about it on that vacation, but it wasn't like a family I, decision session. Yeah. It was just like we were individually taking walks on the beach thinking about it. Yeah. I always – this is going to sound really weird. I didn't want to talk to you about it because I figured you were making your decisions for your reasons and knowing myself – I didn't want to hear you being decided about something and take your decidedness, mm. if that makes sense. I, like I knew if, if you were settled on something, I, I just know the way I am. I can be convinced by other people's assurance in something. So I was like, I need to figure this out for myself and yeah. not be like, well, Tim's making some good points. So, yeah, it's I think it's just that the, the timing is interesting. And then also the. The. Like counseling isn't independent per se, but we we both talked about wanting to kind of do things on a smaller scale, like a little bit more autonomous. You know, when you're counseling, you're not like running a big team or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you can, but I'm just wanting to find a nice center I agree with and talk to some people. Yeah. No, it is really interesting. I I will say for me, you going to school, because I know you went. um, I I know that Jordan had like gone back and was doing like online school. And it was one of those things, too, where once again, I was like, well, if other people can do it. I didn't have a good excuse to say. I don't know anyone who's going back to school and life is going well for them. Mm. Like I knew people who were doing it. It's just work to do it. Um, So if I wanted to go back to school and try something new, it was going to be work and an investment to do, but I knew it was possible. So, yeah, I think, well, I've realized after the fact that both, I think both of our grandpas did that, like not with school, but with changing careers. And like, oh, yeah, Grandpa Pritchard, I mean, I know that mom, they were all like kids, like they were they were old enough to remember it. So he did like a big career change later in life. And. Yeah, I just, you know, Grandpa nicely had like what, 18 careers, I don't know. (laughs) I think I remember hearing during like a road trip, like dad was going through someone asked dad what careers. uh, Grandpa nicely had. And I think he went through all of them and it was, it was a lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I do kind of, uh, I'm like, so in my head, but I also do like working with my hands. Like I would be completely satisfied doing either one of those. If I get to do it alone, like I wouldn't want to, again if i was working with my hands because that's like a lot more of what grandpa nicely did uh i wouldn't really want to work for a company or anything like that but i did like when over this summer i was helping do like some light demo and remodeling at that one house and then i did that Mm -hmm. with my house like uh remodeling it i love that hey everyone Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, we host this episode and all of our episodes over at our Substack, Coming Along Nicely. And Tim also does some writing over there as well. It, I'm a little biased, but it's pretty great. You can find him at As It Were or at Nisley.substack.com. We'll see you guys in the next one.